always knew I wanted to do something creative. It's never going to be the perfect time. You just have to go for it. People think that you have to have all this money to start something. No. I was my sole investor. It was my only opportunity, you know, that I had to figure out if this could work. Hi, welcome to the show. I have Linda Casio here and her partner Jenny Diaz with an amazing project called The Noma Project. These two entrepreneurs are very special um, to me, especially because they're my friends. And uh, I so much admire the core of what Noma Project is. So let's start a little bit talking about your backgrounds. Thank you so much for giving us the honor to speak with you. And uh, well, first of all, I was born and raised in Mexico, as you said. I'm the youngest of four kids. And I moved to LA probably um, 15 years ago. I lived in Europe previously, in Canada. My dad used to send me study abroad quite a bit. Since I was young, I was introduced to these other cultures. And um, I actually, because I'm from the north part of Mexico, which is more conservative. It's uh, it's called Durango, so it's a more, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a city, but still like a more conservative uh, way of growing up, right? So um, you're expected to be a type of woman, right? You're right. expected to marry young. You're expected to, yeah, not really like go to not college, but a career. not exactly. My mother was always she since I was a little kid. I remember her giving you know like uh, aerobics classes. Like she had a boutique. Like she had like she had so many businesses. She was so entrepreneurial. And my father, I don't know. I mean, I think he was fascinated by the fact that he married this woman who had all this energy and all these, you know, anxieties of becoming something, you know, in a place that you're not really allowed to so be. So you, you saw you your know? mother growing up and you knew that you yeah. were going to be entrepreneur, an N entrepreneur. Not necessarily, or... but I knew that I could be whatever I wanted to be. Jenny, I want to hear about you. Like, what was it for you um, growing yeah, up in Mexico? Yeah, I grew up in Tijuana, Mexico. I uh, grew up mostly as a single kid. I was always doing things, even with Barbies, just like creating scenarios of, you know, stores and doing the whole thing and doing, you know, always, always doing something. Also, I, uh, I love selling stuff. So I, I was also selling like candy to, <laughs> to my friends or like your neighbors. Things. Yeah, or my neighbors, yeah. uh, ice cream. I used to do ice cream and sell it around. Anyways, once I decided I wanted to, you know, study, I always knew I wanted to do something creative. And then I told to my parents, you know, I want to do graphic design. So the first thing that my dad says, was like, um, you know, uh, I think that's not like a career career. I feel like <laughs> you should study maybe more like business administration or something more like that. More practical. More practical uh, that you might, you know, have <laughs> yeah, more income. I, it's pretty much Latin right there. Yes. Our, our parents both, mother and father, always thought that the creative 
world was for people that actually had a lot of money and they didn't need to work later on. It's like a philanthropy. So those type of careers that really don't make you any money. Exactly. So that, that was the thinking. But I always knew I wanted to do something with my creativity. And then, you know, life brings you to where you're supposed to be. I understand that you actually got married and, and been like a stay-home mom and dedicated to your family and your husband and your kids uh, full-time up until now, like recently, like a couple years ago, if I if, correct me if I'm wrong, that um, um, your friend came along with this idea and she thought of you because you're that creative person that she knew. For me, it's, it's also very inspiring because there's too many ways to get to the same place, which, I mean, we all have different routes. Uh, we're all entrepreneurs today and we're all moms and, and we all have Thank God, our, our beautiful families going on too. So um, it's never, you know, too late to start in business, which I adore because, you know, your kids are older now, they're going to school and you have this free time and all of a sudden you're in business, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Linda and I were being friends for a long time now and I think... Uh, yeah, we always had this thing for fashion and I think it comes naturally to us to kind of always thinking of what to put with what and, you know, colors and we have such similar taste that sometimes we even dress so much alike. Yeah, this is happening uh, more and more every time. I don't know why. <laughs> But yeah, we have a very good connection with that. And uh, I think we kind of think alike, I think. Now, Linda, I remember when we met one time, you know, you were looking to do something that would give back. So talk to me about your aha moment, basically. Yeah, Tell me sure. about that. So I think my aha moment was when I was traveling with my family to Mexico. We were in Oaxaca and it was my first time being there. And I was amazed by the amount of craftsmanship and artisans and the different indigenous communities that represented there, you know, the culture and like the vast of materials that they use, you know, there's a diversity of craftsmanship that they do that it's incredible, you know, and it's all concentrated in just one, this you know, place. And I told my husband, like, because I mean, we, we travel to all these little towns and the way they live, it's very humbling, right? It's like very suburban and it's like, um, and very you see poor, very poor, you know, and you see, you go to these homes and it's a grandmother, you know, and the, and the great grandmother and the, the children and the grandchildren, and everyone's doing some sort of art, like either if it's a town that is, um, known to do textiles or do, you know, ceramics or whatever. And I thought that was beautiful, you know, to see that, like the family getting together, you know, like to do something that it's been passed on from generation to generation. And that has so meaning to them because everything has a meaning for them. We, when you buy things, you're like, oh, they painted a flower. No, it's a symbol, you know, like right. they're symbols in what they represent on and their textiles. And these are handmade products. Yes. 
So it's yes. not something that's manufactured uh-huh. in a manufacturing facility that has no soul. But exactly. these are products that you could see the soul in them. That, that's true. So I was like, I, I need to do this. And I, I know that I can direct them to do a different type of product. And by that, I mean not taking away what, what it's uh, meaningful for them and their culture. It's just creating... Create, creating it more modern, right? Yeah. More uh, attractive to to other other places, to other markets, and then you know contributing as well for their for their lives. You know, like giving providing a job so they can you know provide to their children. We started working with the one of the YU communities, and a friend who's Colombian said to me, "You know what? I'm so grateful that you guys are doing this because for." Whatever job that you provide to these people, you're helping a child not to starve, you know? And these are things that you do not, like, contemplate. Okay, Linda, I want to know, so you basically had the idea on that trip. And then how do you get from the idea into crystallizing the whole Noma project? Well, it took me a year. I was like, I'm going to start in Oaxaca, right? Like, I chose a... A, a place where I wanted to start and concentrate and meeting the artisans and then go through samples and eventually uh, production, right? But the interesting thing is that initially, actually Noma was not going to be my product. It was going to be bringing different designers from Latin America. But then after doing that for a very short period of time, I found myself being like, why? Like, I know the artisans, you know, like I know how to be creative. Uh, Why? Why am I just like, you know, being the middle person here, kind of, because that's how I felt. But then I started actually going working with the artisans and then me producing those products, which are very different from what they, the other uh, designers were doing, right? So, um, I, I mean, it was a process because everything, it's kind of like a learning process too, right? You start with something and then you start like, once you're experiencing right. everything, you're like, oh, I don't think this is exactly the route that I was expecting or the result that I was expecting. The main goal was to bring handmade modernized products to the U.S. I have a funny story about our first bags, uh, <laughs> our backpacks. Uh, yeah, we ordered a couple backpacks at the beginning. And once they arrived, we were like, oh, there's this funny smell. But we're like, okay. <laughs> Later on, we're like, it's, it's getting really, really strong. So I bring a couple of them to my house. My husband was like, what is the smell? <laughs> Can you, are those the bags? And he's like, I was like, oh my God, I think they are. He's like, Can you put your bags outside on the deck? They smell so bad. So I think it was the leather. It was, um, you know, not very well curated. So, wow. you know, it was, it was funny. Just, yeah. we had so to change that. So now we have a workshop here who does the leather for us. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it was raw or it yeah. was really raw. Yeah. <laughs> it's a learning stories. process, you know. You learn and it's like, yeah, we, would, we now work with an amazing workshop here in LA that they do the leather so you can see. So we always tell the the customer like, yeah, this is 
design here, you know, made there within collaboration with the artisans, but we have artisans locally who do the hardware and the leather. So you're getting nice leather, nice hardware, you know, the design details are all made here. Yeah, so it's a contribution of polishing the, the exactly. raw um, diamond, <laughs> <Yeah>. basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. So one of our common questions when we start a new business is that not only that we're putting this much enthusiasm and we want it really to see it thrive, but also because we have families, we all think that, wow, if I put this money towards this and it doesn't, you know, fly, I could have saved the money and put it towards, I don't know, saving for college for my kids or I always have that guilt when I start something like should I be investing in, in my ideas or should I not was that something that happened to you Linda when you started this idea did you ever think about that and how much money did you start it with yeah I did and I actually think that's a very important question because I think that fear is always there whenever it is like change I think there's like some sort of like uncertainty and fear and I had it but I also knew it was my only opportunity you know that I had to figure out if this could work so I had fear and excitement because I knew um, I was very um, passionate about what I wanted to do and I I don't know, I, I just went for it, you know. Um, I had a previous business before that, which, you know, like I, I had a great experience doing it, but it wasn't really my passion. So when you say like, how did I start it? If I had investors or anything like that, many people think, and, and yes, many business start with, you know, investors or like big money or, you know, I don't know, like uh, angel investors, like friends and family, stuff like that. I was my sole investor <laughs> and probably that comes with a little bit of the fear that you're mentioning because I was like, I don't know if I want to put everyone's money, you know, at risk with my passion, you know, with something that I want for myself. And I was lucky enough to have saved some money. And um, how much if I can ask? Yes, of course. Um, I started with about $10,000 and maybe eight to 10. And I think that's another very important thing that people think that you have to have all this money to start something. No. So you don't have to start with a lot, you know, and I, I always have friends that approach me and be like, oh my gosh, like you said, oh, we love your website. And I'm like, you can also learn yourself nowadays how to make a oh, website, yeah. you know, and you don't have to make it super fancy. If you have a nice product, you can start little by little and just grow it and invest your, you know, whatever you're making and make it better. And that's the way As you, you do grow. it. Yeah, and I mean, I know there's people, as I said, I don't think we're the ones that we wanted to be, have like come out with this product who had the best tags, the best, you know, like presentation and everything. We, we, I mean, I was very cautious that yes, it was nice and presentable, but in, it didn't necessarily have to be like perfect by then. Cause you, you improve yeah. with, with time. time. Yeah. And that's and, all right. Yeah. And you invest as as you make money too. And that's, for me, that's... That's, that's, that's very a, wise advice right there. Because sometimes we don't start things until we see them perfect. We mm -hmm. don't, don't want to bring them to the market until we see it perfect. 
um, perhaps with me and this podcast. I'm like, you know, until I know exactly the route, I'm not putting it out there. And, and, and I have heard from so many people that have done it before me that if you start doing it, you'll learn what you need to do to yeah. bring it closer to perfect. I love um, that that you said that this is how you envision it to grow little by little and steady over the years because of the lifestyle you want it to have. And that's, that's a very important thing. Most of us entrepreneurs, we figure out sometimes that, wow, we love to do this thing, but we don't want that to take over in a way that our lives gets out of balance. And I feel in my part, that's a very important factor in my happiness. Yes, I want to make money. And definitely I want to be reassured uh, with more customers and clients that whatever I'm, I'm putting out there has a value. But at the same time, I, I don't want it to be to the point where I lose balance of the things I adore the most, which is go pick up my kids after school and, um, you know, do the homework with them, maybe take them to a park, eat ice cream, you know, be present. I like to talk about family and how you guys balance it out. Is it like you have um, special schedules? Jenny, how do you organize your life around business and, and you know, family time? Yeah, of course. My family is always my first priority. And I think um, Linda's too. So we're on the same page and we know that. So basically, we support ourselves a lot. So, you know, when she needs help, I'll be there. And I know that if I need help, she'll be there for me. So that's the main, I'll say, success of this. And also, since our kids are a little older now, which is, you know, that helps a lot. Of course, they go so to school for the most. So they're more independent, yeah. So during the day, I think we try to do the most. And then on the afternoons, we just dedicate ourselves mostly to our family, our kids. I have to take my kids to their uh, practices and help them with a little bit with uh, homework, whatever they need. Um, Jenny, do you cook while they're at school? I cook. You do? Yeah, I try. I try. Not always. <laughs> I try I, most because it's also is really important for me to be healthy. Right. That's yeah for me something too. really important. How about for you, me. Linda? Do you cook during the day? Yes, every day. Every day. Every day. Well, not no no Fridays. Fridays I have off. But yes, and and yes, you know that that's what really works out with the, the, with Jennifer and I because we, as she said, we both value our families a lot, and we. We, one thing you mentioned when you started the podcast was about, you know, like you have husbands that you, you think you have to, yes, we both have husbands who have amazing careers are very successful and we want them to succeed because their success is our success, right? Correct. And I am super supportive and I'm super proud of him, but, um, but he knows that I want my, my own stuff, you know, and that I want to play my, my own role. Uh, yeah. So, um, and I bet your husband's also support support you too in your own business like when you tell them oh I have to take a, oh, a business trip um they'll you know they'll take care of the kids they'll go drive um to school pick them up and right Is yeah that yeah 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 I mean and if they cannot do it it's not they don't want it when they don't want to do it it's just we find I mean you have to find a support system 
to have that freedom and enjoyment at the same time. Because there are things for me, like, for example, working out for me, it's not like, oh, I just want to be fit and have like a six pack. No, it's I want to be healthy. It's like my liberation of stress, you know, so I need it. So for me, working out, being able to work out, being able to cook uh, healthy, to, you know, spend time with your children, like to see them grow. It's one of the biggest gifts I've ever have. Jenny, I want to ask you, do you have any special life hack that has helped you be the person you're something that you want to share that maybe help us all with Well, um, I mean, before I used to do everything from scratch, from a rice to the, you know, uh, everything. Uh, you mean I, cooking? Cooking. Yeah, cooking. Uh, now I try to be more practical and buy a couple of frozen stuff here. Like, you know, I still do mostly, you know, things from scratch. But I think uh, prepping meals is the something that helps me. Um, I cannot do it every time, but if I have like a Sunday free I will just go and try to prep as much as I can, cook for the whole week. Yeah, mostly for the kids, you know. And also, I think using like um, having paper plates, you know, the ones that are recyclable. Oh, I do that too. <laughs> I think I that's a that really too. one, a really, you know, one thing that you can do when you're super tired, you don't want to wash any more dishes. You just use. Sometimes those. Yeah, because plates. even with a dishwasher, you still need to rinse the plates yeah. and put them there and then take them out and put them back on. And it's like, yeah, it takes time it and It takes time and, and effort. There are some days that you're just super tired. Lina, do you have a special life hack that you can share with us? Could be anything. Well, I'm very organized, I think. Oh, we know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just because, I don't know, I have this crazy thing going on with me maybe um but i And like to write you're down. very ocd right yes everything needs to be in its place yes your house clean like a yes japanese <laughs> house <laughs> yes okay um so i what works for me is that i Uh, and this is like a family sort of thing that i've created since my kids were really young is that whatever you use you pick it up or you clean it up like Yes, you can use, this is all usable, but when you're done, you take care of it. So that has been very important because it, it, it lessens the work, right? Because then you can accumulate, accumulate, and then if you just leave it, then it's obviously going to take longer to, you know, like tidy up or whatever. So that helps a lot. And I'm usually the one, like I have a, a, a notebook where I write everything that I have to do on a day, what from priority and then logistically like, okay, if I go here, then maybe I can move here. So it's, but it works for me because that's the way I work. Like for me, I have to write it down. I need to know what I have to do that day. Piece of paper or yeah, iPhone? piece of paper. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm more old, old school still. Me <laughs> too, that. you know, for I like the paper and the pen and I like to, you know, put my own check. Uh, check in there. So that works very much for me because I'll just check it and be like, okay, great. I'm done with this. That's great. I think I want to finish with my common ask question, which is Jenny and Linda. With all this time, you know, time brings value and knowledge to us in, in a way, in a very special way that you can only acquire with experience. So what would you, Jenny, say to the Jenny of the past if you were to 
meet her and what what would you want her to know yeah so I knew I always wanted to do something, right? But you know, I, I was I was always thinking, well, you know, when I do this and when I do that. So I think, like you said, it's never gonna be the perfect time. You just have to go for it and take the risk. And you're gonna be afraid, and it's gonna be, you know, a lot of obstacles and difficulties. But you just have to go for it and don't wait, because time time goes fast. So I think I that's it. the advice I will give. I love that advice. Linda? Well, I think pretty much the same. That's true, right? Like, I would say, you know, go for it and believe in yourself. And, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't, again, you know, like, no, no idea is a small idea or a bad idea, you know? Like, you don't know. It's like my kids, you know? When they, I'm like, here, eat these. And like, no, I don't like it. I'm like, you've never tried it. Right? So you have to try things. You have to put yourself out there. You have to make yourself uncomfortable. I think that's one of the things that I always remind to myself. Being uncomfortable, it's actually a good thing. You have to be uncomfortable in life because that's the only thing that will make you change, that will make you do things that no one else is doing. So thank you so much. Thank it was you. Amazing thank interview. You. And I think you guys are going to keep on thriving. And I wish everyone in this world gets to check out the Nomad Project. They're doing amazing things and making a change in the world. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. the inspiration too. <laughs>